I think I'm going to dedicate this shit to you guys who show up on a Friday morning with a great breakfast, Baruch Hashem. But still, obviously, to hear words of Torah, it's a Friday morning, so it is a little bit, a little bit difficult, but the, the shit is dedicated to you guys, Mesut Nefesh, of showing up. Okay, Parashas Vayeshev, Be'ez Hashem. We start like this. Vayeshev Yaakov, Be'eretz, Mugure, Oviv, Be'eretz, Kenan. So here we have... Um, the Apostle says, Eilat told us, Yaakov, Yosef ben Shva Esrei Shana, I think it's Kedai to have a Chomish in front of you, Hoyo Roya Es Ochev, Batsen Vuhu Nar, we'll speak about that in a minute, Es Bnei Bilov, Es Bnei Zupa, Nishay Ovid, Es Chomoshim Dan over there if you're interested. So, um, we'll start with the famous Rashi in this week's parasha, the many famous Rashis, but we'll start with this one. On Posik base, at the end of Rashi, Rashi brings a Chazal, famously says, um, Yaakov wanted to sit he wanted to live with tranquility Tzadikim want to live with peace and quiet they want to sit with their Toysfus with their Rashba and Yvomus and the Shtenda that's Canadian for them that's all they want Omer HaKadosh Baruch Hu says Rashi Laidayin HaTzadikim HaShemotukin Ma'olim Abba it's not enough for them that Tzadikim is prepared for them in the next world. Huh, you want to live in this world also? It doesn't work that way. It says Rashi B'Shem Chazal. This world is a world of Asiya. It's a world of doing. There are trials and tribulations like the Messiah Shashon famously says. Tzadikim want to live in this world in peace and quiet. It doesn't work that way. That's for the next world. Lemaise, it's interesting. It's interesting. What does this mean exactly? So, there's a medrash that tells us that whenever tzaddikim want to live peacefully in this world, the sultan comes along to be mekatrig and says it's enough that they're getting the next world, also in this world as well. And the question is, if Shwab Zatzal asks, what, you know, what, what, what's Pshat? What's Yaakov Avinu? You know, why, why is Yaakov Avinu wanting this? And why is the, you know, why is the Rebbe answering in this way? So Rebbe Shimon Shwab Zatzal explains like this. He says, Avram Avinu, how did Avram Avinu live his life? Avram Avinu lived his life spreading the Rabbani Shalom's name. That's how he did, right? Avram Avinu was the man, you know, his oil, his tent was open to everybody. He was spreading the Rabbani Shalom's name. Yitzchak Avinu also spread the Rabbani Shalom's name through Tefillah. That was his way of doing it, right? And he brings Kamava Kamarayas and proofs to this Yisait. Yaakov Avinu over here wants to set up his family. He wants to sit and learn. Comes along the sultan and says, no, you have a responsibility. Just like Avram and Yitzchak spend their entire lives spreading the light of Torah, spreading the, the name of the Rabbani Shalom, you can't relax now. You also have to go along and spread out the words of Torah and the name of the Rabbani Shalom. There's an Al-Sheikh HaKadosh, Rabbi Isai. The Al-Sheikh HaKadosh also said, what is so wrong with Yaakov Avinu wanting to open up a Gemara Yavamas from the Rashman a notepad and writing notes for the rest of his life? Mabaya. Why is that so bad? So the Shalzi Al Kodosh, it's very nice if the Rabbanishum gives it to you. But to go positively to look for it, that you shouldn't do. There's Rabbi Kiva Eger, Rabbi Sai. Rabbi Eger says, Sadiqim. There are many Sadiqim in our history that did have good lives. For example, Rehuda Nasi. Rehuda Nasi, we know, he lived a life with no tragedy. He lived a beautiful life. Says Rabbi Kiva Eger, there were many Sadiqim that lived that way. However, Yaakov is different. Why? Because there's a Medrash in Parshish Vayigash 
Kutsu B'kiva Iga. And this Medrash in Pashviga says that if none of a person's children die, we should all be Zoycha, that a person lives his life and none of his children die during his lifetime, says the Medrash in Pashviga Yigash is a guarantee for Oilam Haba. You guaranteed on him above your children do not die in your life. Chasajam doesn't mean that if some person loses his children in his lifetime, he's not guaranteed on him above. He could be getting it for different reasons. But one new site that if a person lives this life and he doesn't lose any children, he's guaranteed on him above. Okay, listen to Mikiva Eger. Unbelievable. He says, most Sadiqim are worried. Are they getting Olim Abba or not? They're worried. Right? They're worried about, it. in fact, there was a very big Tzadik. Uh, who a uh, big big Talmud Chacham, a big Rav, who was nifter a couple of weeks ago when I went to Toshiba. So his son mentioned that he was a massively Chashim Talmud Chacham, and he mentioned I could have mentioned this to you as well that he mentioned that you know I don't know if I'm getting the next world, I don't know if I'm getting on my I had such a good life, Baruch Hashem, I have nachas, my children, my children are healthy, Baruch Hashem, I'll be able to sit and learn. I don't know if I'm getting on my What a beautiful life I had until the last six months of his life, he had tremendous room from his leg. And he said, okay, now I know I'm getting one more because I'm getting punished in this world. It means I'm going to get a clean in the next world. Tzadikim says, always worried, are they getting oil in or not? So came along Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu had nothing to worry about. He had a beautiful life. Until now. When Yosef Tzadik goes missing and there's Lachoyah dead, then he says, oh... And one of my children might have died in my lifetime. I'm okay, not guaranteed all the money. No, good but it, that's different. Again, in Echanami, he had a lot of problems in his life. It wasn't forced to run away. His mother told him to do it. He was Sibu, keep it over aim. I hear what you're saying. Choice. No, but again, the Medrash says that if you lose a child, that's not guaranteed. Yosef Atzadik, I mean, Yaakov Avina, until this time, had all his children. Yosef Atzadik, seemingly, he's dead. Uh oh. Now I'm worried. That says Rabbi Kivayegel is trying this week's parasha why Yaakov Avinu is now is worried because Yosef is dying or Lachayim is dead. Now I've got something to be worried about. Rabbi Chaim Kaufman Zatzal from Gateshead, Shiva of Gateshead, um, said Pasha Pshat is in order to receive Olam Haba, in order to receive Olam Haba, you can't just expect to have everything in this world, right? Because that's not how you get Olam Haba. The way to get Olam Haba is with tests and Yisurim and to overcome them. That's the way. And therefore, how can Yaakov Avinu want to relax? That's not the mahala of how a person gets Olam Haba. Rabbi, so let's move on. There's an unbelievable Svan over here. I don't know if you have the Svan in front of you. Uh, most of your Chumashim probably don't have it. But it's good to look at this Svan. The Svan says, you don't think, Daniel, remember this. He saw it. It's Kevald Gazach. Look at this Svan. The Svan is talking about the Lashon of the Pasuk that we just read, the Pasuk base. And the Pasuk says... Talking about Yosef, right, we know he was 17 years old. Now, a 17-year-old is a little bit of a kid. 17. He's not 18. He can't even legally drive in most places or buy alcohol in that places. So he's a kid. And the Torah says, Vuhuna. He was a kid. Okay, he's 17 years old. He's a kid, right? Look at... What's that? Says the Svarno. Says the Svarno. Beautiful, you say it. Says the Svarno. Vuhuna. He didn't think. The Svarno says... Um, where is it? Oh. Says the Svarno, what does it mean he was a kid? What is the Torah telling us? There's a message. What is that message? Says the Svarno, you know what the message is? He was a kid. He didn't have there by bringing the, you know, the whole Lashon Horror situation of what he saw, which we'll discuss, of his brothers, and he didn't think about what would happen from it, which we all know what happened because of that. That's where the whole thing started, right? Now, says the Chedusha Alev, Shiva 
of Chavetz Chaim in America, of Henech Levovich, Gavaldi Yisait. So I don't understand. Yisrael Sadik was an unbelievable Talmud Chacham. He was a Baki of Talmud Chacham Mufluk. He was a Baki Nigla and Nista. Right? He understood and he was taught everything his father, Yaakov Avinu, learned in Yeshiva Shein Ve'eva for 14 years straight. That means he knew everything. Kola He was a very clever person, not only in Yoni Torah, but in Yoni of the world as well. Right? He was an unbelievable person in Yerushalayim. Uh, he must have understood, he must have had the mid of Roya Sanoila to understand the future. But still, because of his young age, he wasn't able to foresee the future because of his actions. Says the Chadusha Alev, what an unbelievable Yusoyed is for us. You have so many young people, they learn Abyssal Torah, they learn Abyssal Gemara, they learn Samashkafa, they think, oh, I'm a king of the world, I know what to do. Well, I need a Rav, I need a Rebbe, I need a Tamil Chacham, I need a Tzadik. Torah is telling you no. He was young, and he, even with all of his sitkas and all of his Gavaldi minus, he still the Maisa needed the older generation to teach him how to do things. And it's his sight for ourselves. We all think, oh, we learn a few things, we know what to do. doesn't work that way. We always need the uh, older generation, those that are more experienced than us, those that have more Torah, more years under them, it's very, very important. Now, I want to move on to the Rashi, Estibosomra, which is really what he was talking about. What did Yosef Asadim bring? Right, the Torah says, Vayova Yosef Estibosomra El Aviyem. He bought this Dibosomra. What's Dibosomra? So, Rashi says, Kol Rosh, whatever he saw, then he would do Magid Laovi, he would tell his father. One thing he said, for example, they were eating Eivim Enachai. What does that mean? You have to remember, by the way, we never speak badly about the shift they we're talking about the tzaddikim and ge'oyle oylem that we don't understand in Madriga. So whatever we're saying is only our pinam of Roshan that explain it. What does it mean that we're eating Eivim and Achai? You can't eat Eivim and Achai. What's the pshat of this? What, what, what mistake did Yosef make in order to think that we're eating Eivim and Achai? So one mahalach is is that they ripped a piece from an animal after the shechita. In other words, they shattered the animal, they ripped off one of the limbs, while the animal was still shaking. We know when you shechter an animal, you have this in the shechita, sometimes the animal's still a little bit shaking, right, Shimon? If that's the case, so the animal was still shaking, and they ripped off a piece after shechita. Now, for a yid, that's not even menachai, because it's already shechted. Yosef thought differently. Yosef thought that they have a din of Bnei Noyach. If you have a din of Bnei Noyach, they're not with Suva in Shechita, and therefore if it's still moving, it's Eivim Menachai. That's one Mahalach. The Me'am Loyas brings another Mahalach. Right? The Me'am Loyas says that shepherds, that when an animal is sick, what they do is they cut off uh, the ear and the tail. Because apparently that's a type of refuah for the animal. It lets out the bad blood, right? The, the ear and the tail, as I state. If that's the case, then when, that's what the Shvatim did. And Yosef thought they were cutting it to eat it. Really, they were cutting the ear and the tail to let off the blood, in order to let out the blood, bad blood, in order to be healed. But they, Yosef thought they were eating it. The Mayim Lois is another pshat. What's that? You're saying he's dumb. No, what do you mean he's dumb? He just thinks these random things. Why does he jump to conclusions? Uh, okay, good. That, that's the whole sugya. But we're, we're asking, how did he even think about when they were doing yeah, something exactly. wrong? What, what did they do wrong? Right. He didn't, he didn't think about it properly because he was a now. There's one other thing. Kvega brings us by the Episcopal in Yerodea, Simapesain, a Baspakua. What's a Baspakua? Baspakua, Ben Bakua. Okay, different Lashonis. A Ben Bakua is a, an animal that is actually inside. It's mother's stomach, Bashas the Shkita. Which means you shecht. You've actually, you actually seen that? Yeah. It's a, yeah, you've actually. <laughs> yeah. Where, really? I got two of the sacks. 
I saw the line and I, saw, I had two. It's sets. unbelievable. Look at that. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, not that we need a riot for you know for Chazal and for the boyskin, but now we have a boysite. It's a real thing. There's an animal inside. For those that don't know, there's an animal inside. Shkita. You don't need shkita. It doesn't need shkita. You can just eat it straight away. Right. Okay. That's that's a different thing. That's a different thing. That's kikal. Say no. But that's what they were eating. Says the Mamlois. The Mamlois. They weren't doing anything wrong. But he just thought that he's sort of eating a live animal. Like what's going on today? Okay. Let's move on. Rabbi said to another another very very interesting idea over here. Okay. Now um, we know that the Torah says the Yisrael Ahavis Yosef. Right. Yaakov Avinu loved Yosef. Mikol Bonov. More than all of his children, Lechayra. Why? Ki ben zukunim hu. He was a ben zukunim. He was a ben zukunim. You look, for example, at Unklus. This you have in front of you. Unklus changes it. Risol rachim yosi yosef mekol benoi are barchakim hu. Ah. Unklus learns a different pshat. He wasn't necessarily a ben zukunim. He was the biggest chacham. Because what's the pshat? Because we know that really, Yosef was not the ben zukunim. Ben Yomin was. So there's something wrong over here. Yosef was not the youngest child. Benjamin was. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, beautiful Yisrael in Embassy Yaakov. He said, this is the reason that the brothers hated Yosef. You want to know why they hated their brother Yosef? This is the pshat. Because Ben Shloimach, he was, was really the youngest child. All right, you know how it goes. Parents love their youngest child. He's the baby of the family. He always will be the baby. And even his husband, he's the baby of the family. That's how it is. So the brothers would understand. He was tackling the youngest one. No, that's why the father loves him. It's normal for the father to love the youngest. But Yosef wasn't the youngest. And therefore, if he wasn't the youngest, why did the father love him so much? That's why Yaakov Kamenetsky, that's the pshat. Why the brothers didn't, li- didn't like him, because of that reason. There's a Rashbam. Look up the Rashbam. The Rashbam answered that Yosef HaTzadik was considered the Ben Skunim and not Binyamin. What's the pshat? How can that be? I mean, the Torah says, Ki Ben Skunim who? We're not arguing with the Torah. Yaakov Kamenetsky isn't arguing with the Torah. Uncas isn't arguing with the Torah. What does this mean? How do you understand it? You look at the Rashbam. The Rashbam says in Pasuk Gimel, "Ki Achman Hu Liyot Alav Lebanim, Avo Binyam Lo Loy Achway Kain Adzman Meruba." Says the Rashbam. Listen to the chat of the Rashbam. He says, "You know why we consider Yosef to be Ben Skunim, even though it wasn't Lamaisa, because between the birth of Yosef and Binyamin was eight years." Eight years was so long that Yosef was already loved as a Ben Skunim. He was already the youngest child. By the time his younger brother Benjamin was born, so the love was so imparted from, from Yaakov to Yosef already, then therefore it's too late. He couldn't take it away. Mainly he was considered to be the Ben Skunim. By the way, the Cheskuni the um, says a different pshat. The Cheskuni says, what's the pshat? He says, when Benjamin was born, then we all know what happened to, uh, to Yaakov's wife, Rachel. She died at the same time. So there was mixed feelings over here. And that's why when Yosef was born, it was much earlier, and therefore he was considered to be the Ben's Kunim. Okay, I'll just get a couple of ideas over there. Rabbi, so let's move on to Pasuk Gimel. Pasuk Gimel tells us, I mean, we just read the Pasuk Gimel, but at the end of Pasuk Gimel. But also like Soines Pasim. Now, we have a question over here. Yaakov Avinu was no fool. Yaakov Avinu was Yaakov Avinu. How could he favor one of his children over all the others? And the Torah tells us clearly. The Torah says, He loved him more than the other ones. Well, come on. Okay, there were no chinuch classes in those days and books and everything about, you know, equal rights. And, well, you know, what does the pshat, what does it mean he loved him more than anybody else? I want to tell you, Mudik Chassam Soifa. Chassam Soifa says the most amazing thing. He continues with the question, we know that Yaakov made Yosef a pass him. We, we, we roughly translate that as what, Aaron? A coat of many colors. 
Well, whatever that's not a real translation, but whatever it is. He made him a very Hoshiba coat. Daniel, why? Why would he do that? And why would the brothers be jealous of a physical item? Okay, so he made him a coat. Did he tell him an extra toastless? Oh, that's something to be jealous of. A coat? It's a physical thing. What's going on over here? What? Wearing fancy clothes is like a sign of not being tired. Very nice. Beautiful. Right, you stole my Dvatoya. So there's a Gemara. This is like some sofa. I just killed it. The Gemara, the Gemara, the Gemara brings down the Shabbos Kuf Mem Hey, Omer Base. He says that a Talmud Chacham of Bovel would wear nice clothing. Why? Because they weren't such a big Talmud Chacham. That was something to give them covered, and that was nice clothing. You have good Torah inside you. You don't need clothing. Yaakov Avinu told Yosef HaTzadik, told his son, Ben Zugunim, all the secrets of the Torah. He was scared the brothers would be very upset by that. Therefore, he Hidavka gave him nice clothing to show, Kitty, you don't have much time inside you, so I'm going to give you nice clothing in that case. So at least that. It was just made to stop Fakir. Yaakov Avinu did it to stop the jealousy. Not to make the jealousy. The brothers saw it. They saw there was a beautiful love for him. And therefore, they saw that, that there's something else. And that's why they were jealous. By the way... Um, Look at the next possible possible dalad. ki oisai ohav avihem. What's the oisai? Look at the malbim. The malbim said there are two kinds of love, and the brothers got the wrong. They got the wrong type. They mixed up what type of love Yaakov, their father, was showing for their brother Yosef. That's number one. I look at the Malbim, he explains the whole shtick of what that means over there. Also, he says as well that the Malbim says that Yaakov was preparing Yosef as a big day kuhuna. Right? Yosef wanted to be moigach over them. That was too much, but it wasn't because of jealousy. Now, let's move on, because there is so much to do with it. I would like to cover it before I skip out a few things, because I really want to cover things. Well, let's move on, Rabbi Side 2, over here. Pasachov Aleph. Paraglam Azayim, Pasachov Aleph. Vayishma Ruvain, Ruvain heard, Vyatsileum Yodom. And he's saved. Okay. There's a Yalkut Shemoni over here that tells us that the Torah is teaching us Derech Eretz. That when a person does a mitzvah, says the Yalkut Shemoni, the Medrash, he should always do it with a Leiv Simcha. He should do it with Simcha. Because if Ruvain would have known that the HaKadosh Baruch Hu will write by Ishma Ruvain, he would have carried Yosef on his shoulders to bring it to his father. Same, 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 same thing with Aaron HaKoyim, the same thing with Boyaz. Says with Yaakov Kamenetsky and Emes the Yaakov, that's, that, that to Ruvain it looked like he was just saving a brother, big deal, right? But if he would have known he'd done something that would have, you know, for history been repeated, he would have done it with such simcha. Says the man, Loiz, it teaches us to your sight that when you do something, you don't know the power of your actions. What you do, some small little action that you think is nothing, could carry with it the weight that could last for generations. And therefore, do it with simcha. I want to point out to you the most controversial Orachayim HaKadosh, possibly in the Torah. Okay, the Rechaim Hakadosh in this week's parsha is possibly the Daniel. I don't know if you heard this one. You tell me if you heard this one already. The Rechaim Hakadosh brings down. This is a very scary thing. I'm going to tell you this only because you know I don't need to get it the wrong way, but I'm going to tell you it this way. Pasuk Chof Aleph, right? What we just read. We had Sileu Miyadam, Peirish. Listen to this Rechaim Hakadosh. Daniel, have it in front of you? No. Lefi Shah Adam Bal Bechira. A person of Baal Bechira, we have the right to choose. We know that. This is heavy words. You can kill someone that was not Chayim Misa. That basically means, this is how you learn Poshub Shat, that a human being could kill someone that the Rabbanishim didn't want to be killed. Now that makes no sense. 
What does that mean? <laughs> well, we know that the Gemara tells every grain of grass moves when the Rabban Shem degrees it to move so way. But the Rechaim HaKadosh seems to learn that a person has Bechira and you could kill someone that's not Chayim Isa. There's a Rabbeinu Bechayim, Parshat Mishpatim, that says, Chash V'Sholim. A person can never kill someone without the Rabban Shem's permission. Not only that, Rabbi Yosef Zundel Salant brings a Vilna Goin that there's nothing that happens to a person without the Rabboni Shalom decreeing it. Rabbi Chonon. What's that? That doesn't make a difference. That's not the point. So it's, that's, can it happen? Rabbi Chonon Kovitz Mamorim says that a person can never do anything without the Rabboni Shalom decreeing it. He brings a Seva Chinuchem it's a Reish Mem Olive. The Kitsa Nochem HaKadosh is saying something which the Chayu we don't understand because so many people are Chayuk on it because how can a person do something without the Rabboni Shalom Actually, decreeing it. Move on to positive Chabdalid Rabbi Yisai. V'yikachu v'yashlichu Yisai haboyra v'habor reik ein boy moyim. Right, we all know the Chazal on this. The bar had no water, but what did it have? Rashi really brings it. It has snakes and scorpions. There's a Mordechai Vilna Goyin. The Vilna Goyin is the Gemara in Shabbos that says there's no Mayim. Right, what's what's what Rashi is quoting? But it has snakes and scorpions. Says the Vilna Goyin, amazing insight into human nature. Human nature. Pasuk in Yeshaya, we all know. Anyone that's thirsty, go to water. <coughs> says the Gemara. Baba Kama, water is. Torah, Rambam, in, in Hilchas Tamar Torah, says the same thing, water slides down, whatever, the whole you say, that water is Torah, says the Gemara, and that's what the Gemara that Rashi quotes, that the pit over here contains one of two things, it either contains water, or contains snakes and scorpions, says the Vilna Gaim, every person has a choice, you can either contain water, which is Torah, but if you don't have water, and you don't have Torah, you're going to have snakes and scorpions. That's the Metzir, says the Vilna Goyen. That's the Pshat in the Chazal over here. Rabbi Yisrael, let's move on. Where it says over here, Yehuda says to his brothers, Mabetza, what are we going to gain? Very important words. We're going to kill him. We're going to cover up his dam. What's the purpose of this? Says the base Yisrael, Gera Rebbe, brings the Yisrael in the Chazim Lublin. The Chazim Lublin made a Kabbalah in his life. Never. To do anything unless it brought Hanar to the Rabbi Nishalayim. He says, That's the Pshat, says the Gay Rabbi, the basis. So, a Pshat of him. What's the Tawazim? Ma betza, what are we going to gain? What's the Pshat? It means, What is the Rabbi Nishalayim gaining from this? There's no Mukvayd Shamayim, says the basis. This is how a Yid should live. Every Yid should live in a way as every action are you doing. Is it going to bring Kvayd Shamayim? Is the Rabbi Nishalayim going to gain? No, don't do it. Every action that we do, we should be lived in a way of ma be- of, 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 of this is so, ma betza. What is the Rabbi Nishalayim gaining from our, from our actions? Rabbi say, move on to Pasuk Laman Aleph. There are gems over here. Vayikhu es Ksoynes Yosef. They took the special coat. Vayishchatu Sirizim. Vayitbulu es hakutoynes badon. And they dipped it in blood. Rabbi Chonon over here in Kovitz Mamorim says an unbelievable and scary thing. He says, we know throughout the history of Klal Yisrael, we have suffered from blood libels. Blood libels, we know, they come in and they say that the Jews are you know, taking Goyesha children and they're baking their matzahs with it and all sorts of things. Right? We've had this all throughout Klal Yisrael. Says Rabbi Chonon, what's the pshat? There's a midah keneged midah over here. Why do Klal Yisrael suffer from blood libels? Where, where does this come from? Where's the makar? And he says a scary thing. He says, Rabbi Chana, I want to suggest something. He says, if I'm wrong, 
Forgive me. That's the Lashon of Abba If I'm wrong, forgive me. But I want to suggest that it comes from this Pasuk. It comes over here, it's a punishment from this Pasuk that they dip the coat in blood and they try to show goat's blood to their father as a, in, pretending to human. They caused blood libels in all the history of Kali's fall. It's a very scary thing, but that's what he says. I want to move on, Rabbi Isai, to Pasuk, <coughs> Pasuk Laman Hay. Where the boss says, Vayakumu Kobono Vachobanoisov, Lenachamai, we know, they said, Oi, Nebuch, your son Yosef, who you love, there's no longer here. They tried to be Benachamovel, Vayimoin, Lehisnachim, and he refused. Vayomek Yerid of Niovel, Shola Vayevko Sohovis. So he cried. Says Rashi, a very interesting Rashi. Rashi says that when he cried, Yitzchak, Hoya Boycha, Mipnate Sarosa Shal Yaakov, Yitzchak! Yaakov's father is crying because of the tsaurus that his son Yaakov is going through. He wasn't sitting shiva. He knew that he was alive. Yitzchak knew that he was alive. Yaakov didn't. Yaakov was crying. But Yitzchak was also crying. Wasn't an Avelus because he knew that his son, his grandson was alive but he was only upset because his son was in so such a situation. What's that? Not everyone. I mean, not everyone. The Shvatim knew because they obviously they sold him. Well, not all of them knew that anyway. Yoda. But uh, no, not everyone knew. Not it wasn't public knowledge. It wasn't public knowledge. But Yitzchok for sure knew. Yaakov didn't. But the Shodavi Rashi says is that Yitzchok was crying. Why? Because his son was in service. Not because his grandson was killed. He knew his grandson was alive. Because never his son, his son is going through the situation. Says the Maral in Guarie. The Maral in Guarie says an amazing thing. He says. That only when Yitzhak was together with his son Yaakov did he cry. The minute he left Yitzhak, his son's house, Yaakov's house, he stopped crying. How does he know that? So it brings rise from the Pasuk over here that only when he was together, that's when he cried. When he was by himself, he was okay. Right? Asked once again the Chadusha Aleif. Why? If your son's in Soros, why only when you're together with him? Why well, when you leave your house all of a sudden now you're smiling? It's, it's like, you know... We do the same thing sometimes. We're guilty of the same thing. We go to a shiva of someone, a big tragedy. Oh, and we're sure. ta- no, 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 one second, one second. We go to a shiva and we sit there and we're, we're tucker upset, we're tucker sad. We walk out, 20 minutes later, we're eating, you know, drinking fresh oranges and having a falafel as if nothing happened. Uh, is that correct? No, but this guy's going to do it so. You can say we're human beings, we can't. But what's the pshat? There's obviously, there's a chazala, the Torah is telling us something over here. Says the chadusha leave, because you have to know in life, the Rebbeinu wants us to serve in b'semcha. He wants us to be happy. However, there are certain times that we cannot be happy because people are going through tragedies. People are going through terrible situations. When we're with them in Ochanami, there are certain times that we're meant to be mishtatif in the tsar of your friend. But there are certain times not. He actually goes on to continue even more than that. And he says that um, what is the pshat of a Yosef that Yosef Lemaisa was, um, was, 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 was doing his hair. They'll tell us he was you know, acting all physical. And Hashem says, Oh, you're acting so physical when your father's sitting Shiva. I'm going to cause problems. That happens at Eichid Baitifa. One second, I thought you just said that you can do it certain times. Certain times yes, certain times no. So, okay, Yosef, you're not with your father now. You don't have to be Batsar. Just because your father's not, doesn't mean you have to be. This is the Chalusha Levi, Kavadah Yisrael. Yosef is one that caused it, even though it was indirectly. But the Maisa, he was the Siba, he was the cause. And therefore, yes, he should have been more upset because of what his father is going through, because it was through him why that it happened. Why didn't he? No, there's a Shiloh which we'll get to maybe next week. Is why didn't he send a WhatsApp? That's really the Shiloh. He should have sent a message. Good. The Rechaim Akkadj deals with that. We'll talk about that maybe next week. But Rabbi, I want to tell you the most unbelievable Yisrael. Listen to this Yisrael. This I don't think you had. This is Gavaldik. 
We are now going to start Perek Lamad Ches, talks about the Maisa of Dina. We all know the Maisa. We all know the Maisa, what happened. Now, it's a very interesting Maisa. I want to compare the Maisa of Dina with the Maisa of Yosef and Aisha's Petifa. It's almost the same, right? Okay, this one did happen, this one didn't happen. It's the same idea. He says, both cases, it was the Shem Shemaim. Both women, both women saw that the union, right, was good. And therefore was meant to happen. Right, it was good intentions. It was a Shem Shemaim. What happens? Dina is praised. Asia's Baitifa is not praised. What's the difference? Both women saw that I need to be together with this man. It's good for the future of Kali Yisrael. I need to do this. It's the Shem Shemayim. The whole whole saga of Dina. The whole the whole saga of Dina. Yeah, Mishkem. She was forced into it. So what? But why? Uh, one second. No, Toma. Correct. Slicha. Slicha. Correct. With Toma. Sorry. Correct. She wasn't forced into it. She saw that it was going to be a good union. And she said, I'm going to do this. Aisha Potifa also said the same thing. Just, I need to be with Yosef because it's future generation. Mashiach, the whole thing. So why is one praised and one's not praised? Listen to the difference. Very, very interesting. The difference is what's really the Shem Shemayim and what's really the Shem Taiva. Dina was the, uh, uh, Toma was, it was all the Shem Shemayim. She was praised, right? And Potifa uh, was not. How do you know? How do you know when it's the Shem Shemayim when it's not the Shem Shemayim? Right? The answer is like this. Says of Zamasur on the biggest side, if an obstacle comes your way, it's a test. How do you respond to that test? When, if it's really Lishem Shemaim, you're not going to act in the way. So when it came over here, we all know she was taken out to be burned. And she could have said, it's not me. You know, she could have told up the items and said, well, you know, you all know who this belongs to. And got him in trouble. But we all know what Hazal told us. I'd rather not embarrass someone. I'd rather go into Kifshanesh. I'd rather go into fire. I'd rather embarrass someone else. That shows it was Lashem Shemaim. Because it was, in Achanami, she had the right intentions. But when an obstacle comes your way, you don't just give up. Because I knew it was correct. She knew she was doing the right thing. She's not going to embarrass somebody else. Asia is pretty for the minute. It didn't work out her way. What did she do? She starts running and telling on Yosef and all sorts of things happened. If it was a so Shem Shemaim, don't go and tell on someone else. And that's the story that says, we're going to our own lives. The Rebbe gives us tests. How do we react to it? How do we respond to it? That's what very much things depend on. Because at the end of the day, the Rebbe gives us many, many tests. And it all depends on how we react to them. Don't come along and say, ah, it's a mitzvah, I need to go to the chasana, it's very important, not to miss but it's a very important mitzvah. Let's see if a real obstacle goes away, you're going to keep it the whole thing. Rabbi Yisai, I want to move now to... Basically, one, one last Yisait. Yeah, this, I, think we'll, I think we'll end with this Gavaldi Yisait. No, we'll have two more Yisaitis. There's a Mordechus Fasemes. Fasemes is Emperic Lamates Posokhov. Vayikach Adoni Yosef Oysev Yitneo Beis Asoya. We know that he was taken into prison. Mokham Asher Asiri Amelech Asuri Vishon Beis Asoya. Fasemes and Tov Reish Lamad Zayin brings down and he asks the question. That after Yosef passed such an assign, he went to prison. Oh, come on! Yitzvah you said no to the biggest Yitzvah, the hardest Yitzvah, the Yitzvah of Arias. You, 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 you stopped yourself. How many people would do such a thing, especially if they're alone? No one knows about it. No one will ever know about it. You're in Mitzrayim, it's kind of the dumb thing. Like, come on! Yitzvah Tzadik, an amazing thing. He went to prison, what's the pshat? 
So Chaim Kaufman Zatzal Mishra Shemen Shiva Gateshead brings up some cipher that says in Parshas Pinchas that asks how did Pinchas an amazing thing Pinchas did an amazing ma'aser b'sirus nefesh by killing Zimri right amazing ma'aser and he went through such a bizoyin everyone made fun of him how, why he just did an amazing thing why why did he have to go through such a thing of everyone making fun of him so look some cipher is Dafka at that time when a person is miskaba. When a person rises above and he doesn't act in mysterious nefesh, a person gets very, uh, can be a big bulgaiva. Ah, look at me! Look what I did! Look what I just accomplished! And he won't receive the full reward. That's what the Yitzhahorah wants to do. He wants to make you a bulgaiva so you will lose the reward. Says Rabbi Kauf, and that's the pshat to the Svasemesis question. Why did Yosef have to go through going into prison, apart from obviously the other reasons he had to go in order to go to Mitzrayim and to power and everything else? But why did he have to go through this? The answer is because of the maisa that he did. It was so special. We didn't want Yosef to think how choshev he was and be ducted from his reward. Says the Mishra Shem, and it happens often to us. We do something amazing. And straight afterwards, something bad happens. I'm like, hello! I especially went all the way to that chasana to be Masameh Chasan Vakala. And look at this, the bus broke down and now I'm in the bus. Oh, come on, what a waste of time I shouldn't have gone. That's what the Rabbi Shem does. When you do something good, when you overpower the Yetzirah, and you do something that you, you maybe couldn't have done, but you did it anyway. Sometimes the Rabbi Shem will send something that's not so comfortable to try and see if the reward is really there and to try and see if you regret it, not to give you the full reward. That's what's happening over here in this week's parasha with Yosef at Tzadik. Rabbi Shem, let me end off with one last amazing thing. Amazing, amazing idea. Pasukutes. Parik mem pasukutes. Very, very interesting. How did Yosef Sadik know? How did he know? In the Vua. How did he know this? Says the Chidah. Amazing. He said the Maisa like this. There were two painters. And these two painters were commissioned to make a real painting. One made a painting of a child holding a bunch of grapes. And the other one made a painting of a window with a curtain. They were both so amazingly real. However, what happened was the bird came and tried to pluck one of the grapes that the child was holding. And he tried to get it in his mouth. Right? And the person in the room tried to open. And a person in the room saw the painting of the, of the window. And he tried to open up the curtains. Which one's a better artist? Again, both paintings. Let's go, let's go again. Both paintings. One was with a fruit that a bird came to try and pick a grape of, and one was a painting that a human being tried to open up, which was better. Obviously the second one. Because the first one only managed to fool a bird. The second one was so good that it managed to fool a human being. Right? Now, now obviously the, the first the first office obviously didn't draw such a real child because if he would have done the bird wouldn't have come. Right? Says the Khidar, that's the key of Yosef understanding. How could a bird dare reach into the basket of the baker's hand. You know how? Because he knew that there's no baker anymore. He's doomed. He's going to die. And therefore there's no baker anymore. That's how the bird can have the chutzpah to go over and go over to the sour oven and go and take something from there. Must be, said Yosef Atzadik, that to a bird, he's dead. He's nothing there anymore. Made it. That's how Yosef understood the sugya. That's how he understood the dreams. Thank you for coming, my boys. Have a wonderful, wonderful